0: Et reversis sunt pastores, glorificantes et laudantes deum. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God. On this last day of the civil year, we hear again St. Luke's account of the Nativity. In a wonderful homily on this passage, Pope Benedict XVI compares the shepherds to monks. And he says that in the shepherds of this Gospel, we have a complete paradigm of the monastic vocation. And so for you, Brother Chrysostom, as you enter into your retreat, you are given on this, well, shall we call it the first day of your retreat, you'll be going into retreat this evening, you are given this passage as a kind of icon of your own vocation. So you will want to hold yourself in front of the image with your eyes open wide. Take it all in and allow it to transform you. The shepherds said one to another, transeamus usque Bethlehem, let us go over, cross over. It's a very interesting word that St. Luke chooses to use. He doesn't say, simply let us go. There's a crossing over. There's a leaving something. And in some way, this has about it uh, the sense of of a passage. I think of Abraham and I think of the Exodus. There's something more going on here than what at first strikes the ear upon hearing the text or strikes the eye if one looks at an icon of the text. The shepherds are leaving something familiar and going towards something unknown but promised. I think it's Pope Benedict who compares this passage to uh, St. Benedict's injunction that upon rising for the night office, uh, given that there will always be sleepy heads in the community, the monks are gently to encourage one another uh, to get up and to make their way uh, to choir for the praise of God. So we see something like this happening among the shepherds in the Gospel. Let us go over, cross over really, to Bethlehem, and let us see this word, et videamus hoc verbum, what a carefully chosen word. This hoc verbum of St. Luke is the word of the Gospel of the Mass of Christmas Day. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was facing God. Let us go over, cross over to Bethlehem, and let us see this Word that is come to pass. Bethlehem, of course, means house of bread. And so there is already here at the beginning of St. Luke's Gospel something that will come more clearly into focus in the 24th chapter when he will recount what happened to the disciples on the road to Emmaus. The Word and the bread. Here already we have at the beginning of St. Luke's Gospel the Word and the bread. And so it will be after the resurrection, the word and the bread. And so already there is a kind of, what shall I call it, a Eucharistic glow around this passage of St Luke. And they came with haste, festinantes, Saint Benedict speaks of this in the Holy Rule, about monks going to choir for the divine office. They are to go with all haste, and yet Saint Benedict says with gravity, with dignity, uh, not uh, a kind of mad, uh, febrile haste, but with a joyful haste. I suppose he means with alacrity, with alacrity. The monk goes to choir with a spring in his step. That's what St. Benedict means. And we see the the shepherds doing this. And they came with haste, and they found... Note well, first they find Mary. St. Luke does not say they found Jesus lying in the manger and then Mary, and then Joseph, or then Joseph, and then Mary. St. Luke, designedly, no detail is without theological import, in St. Luke's Gospel. Begins with Mary. Mary is, I love to call her, Our Lady of Every New Beginning. Our Lady of Every New Beginning. Our Lady of Every Advent. And so, Brother Chrysostom, even as Mary was at the beginning of your vocation, place her now at the beginning of your retreat and at the beginning of your life as a young professed monk. Mary at the beginning. And Joseph. Joseph. Joseph is there. Joseph, who is the icon of humble and obedient collaboration with the designs of the Eternal Father. And the infant. Of course, the word infant means the speechless one, the one who cannot articulate a word. So here we have the word who as yet cannot utter a word. The infant lying in the manger, and in this we see something already of the host lying on the corporal. This is, I think, already a Eucharistic image. And this particular way of looking at it is borne out in the oldest iconography of the event. Because the manger is made to resemble at once an altar, telling us that the infant is the sacrificial victim, and the manger looks rather like a tomb pointing To our Lord's bitter passion, to his death and his burial. The the icons of the Nativity represent, show us the whole mystery of Christ. And this is what St. Luke wants us to see in describing the infant positum in presepio. I think of this when uh, I place the host on the linen corporal at the offertory of the Mass. And in the Eastern liturgy, as you know well, the priest, having prepared the bread on the discos, the pattern, puts the little gold crown-like device over it, and from that little crown like device hangs a star, the asteriscus, and the priest placing it on the pattern says, And the star came and stood over the place where the child was. And seeing, they understood of the word that had been spoken to them concerning this child. This is Saint Luke's way of expressing the mystery and the grace of the contemplative life. Videntes autem coniovelunt de verbo. That videntes is a very rich word. It means not just see, but fixing their gaze taking it all in, contemplating, if you will. And so there is in this something that speaks to adoration of the Most Blessed Sacrament. Videntes, Videntes, Videntes. Today, of course, the Blessed Sacrament will be exposed from after Holy Mass until midnight. And our doors will be open to all who want to come To see this word among us. This goes to the heart of adoration of the most holy sacrament of the altar. Uh, It is to see and seeing, to grasp and to be grasped by the word. The word that had been spoken to them concerning this child. And all that heard wondered, and at those things that were told them by the shepherds. This is the witness, if you will, of the monastic life in the Church. St. Bernard says somewhere that monks are like frogs. You can't see them, but you know they are there because you hear the sound of their song, and uh, it's true in the Church that this ceaseless song of monks uh, that rises from cloisters all over the world eight times a day, it's the song of the shepherds, and people hearing it receive the grace of a holy wonder. But Mary kept all these words you have the word and you have the words mary kept all these words all things concerning the word turning them over in her heart oh this beautiful reference to the immaculate heart of mary so touchingly depicted in the statue that we have in the outside part of the oratory. This reference to the Immaculate Heart of Mary the Tabernacle of the Word and also the Ark of the Covenant. The whole covenant is held in Mary's maternal and Immaculate Heart. And this, too, Brother Chrysostom, is integral to your monastic vocation. Make of your heart a tabernacle containing the Word of God. And in this, imitate Mary. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God. Glorificantes et laudantes deum. Here, of course... St. Luke is sending us to the very last chapter of his Gospel, where he will describe the Church always in the Temple praising God. So this nucleus of the praising Church, the Church that spends her breath in glorifying God and pours out her heart in praise, We already had a glimpse of it in the Magnificat, but now the circle widens. In the Magnificat, Mary gives her song, teaches her song of praise to Elizabeth, but now it's almost a widening concentric circle. The shepherds are caught up in this offering of praise and glorification. And at the end of St. Luke's Gospel, we'll see the whole Church caught up in what will become the Liturgy of the Heavenly Jerusalem, praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, as it was told them. Brother Chrysostom, as you enter... Prepare to enter your retreat for preparation. My prayer for you is that you will hear with the ears of Mary, or with the heart of Mary, and see through the eyes of Mary. Do this, and you will have a most blessed and fruitful retreat. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.